0: Hey, welcome to Doggy Be Good. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Doggy Be Good podcast. We're up to episode number six right now. I am, once again, Dennis Lee, and we have here Mike Demarco from Doggy Be Good. Mm-hmm. So... Today we will start off with a couple of questions that we got from our listeners. will answer some of their items they have sent in to us. And then we're going to follow up on a nice topic here regarding some of the different dog breeds. And Michael has some specialty in that area, so we'll get into that area soon. In the meantime, let's answer a couple of questions. Mike, I had a question from one of our listeners asking us about how to brush the dog's teeth. Apparently, they got a very bad report from their vet that their dog has a lot of callus and whatever is built up on their dog's teeth. And apparently, they were a little concerned because they were a little afraid of how to brush the dog's teeth. They were afraid of getting bitten. They tried to use the finger type toothbrush and wasn't successful. Michael, do you have any advice about that?
1: Well, dental hygiene when it comes to dogs, you know, it's, uh, it's something that we can really do a lot to help the dog with. Um, chewing hard food actually helps the dog's teeth get clean and gnawing on bones helps as well. It actually chips away at the, uh, at the deposits that build up on the dog's teeth. Um, you know, eliminating wet food and stuff like that from the dog's diet okay. actually helps keep the teeth clean as well. However, we do need to brush the dog's teeth every so often. And, uh, again, like you had said, the, the, the finger toothbrush, um, that's, that's my personal favorite Okay, it's definitely the way to go and they also do sell toothbrushes that uh, are designed for dogs we actually have one you can't see it but I can explain <laughs> it to you yeah. the, uh, the bristles actually look like they're a u-shape so it, when you put it in the dog's mouth, it actually surrounds the dog's teeth, bottom, and the both sides. Oh, um, They sell liver-flavored toothpaste, which is what we have the most luck with. Okay. Because the dog is so, um, you know, intrigued by the liver taste. It, okay. You, you know, they just allow you to do what you got to do. Uh, however, some dogs don't allow you to chew. Oh, I'm sorry. Some dogs don't allow you to do their teeth. So chewing on something, you know, every so often, such as a raw hide or a, a bone, will help clean the teeth off. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you can always take your dog to the vet and have them do the uh, dental hygienic cleaning on them. They would have to be
0: anesthetized, I understand. Yes,
1: yeah. You when because when, you'll get only so much off your dog's teeth. The right. stuff that's really built on the teeth yeah. have to, has to be scraped off. I see. And that's when the dentist will do it. But most dogs' teeth start to turn you know colors with age. Oh, okay. And uh, that's actually how we can tell how old a dog is, the approximately is by their teeth. Um, so I hope that kind of answers your questions the best that we could. Uh, if you have any further questions regarding that, please feel free to you know elaborate more so we can you know get more specific on what you're you're looking to hear.
0: Yeah, this is what I've been doing with uh, my dog Cinnamon, and when she was very very young, a couple of months old, um, I figured I remember the vet telling us that we need to get in the habit of brushing her teeth so she'd get used to it, and so we started using the finger the finger toothbrush on right. her. She gave us a hard time, and I was afraid that she would chew my finger off, <laughs> but she didn't. She was actually quite gentle, but she just kept fighting me every time. Eventually, I started moving over to a regular brush like the one we use, but a small size one with soft bristles. Now, I remember the vet telling us not to use the toothpaste that people use. No, you can't use To understand. use the, because of the, the fluoride, fluoride is, yeah, is dangerous for them. Already. But I did get, I think it was a chicken-flavored toothpaste, yes. and she did like that.
1: Yeah, chicken so, flavor, liver flavor, beef flavor.
0: Right. And so what I've been doing as as best as I could was every two or three days, I would brush her teeth at night before we go to bed. And I've, she still puts up a little bit of a fight now. and She's 13 years old. Uh, but she usually gives in. And so and as a big result of that, I remember when we did have to bring Cinnamon into a vet for some surgery, and she, they had to anesthetize her. And I remember the vet asking us, since it's already anesthetized, you also want us to include her teeth uh, brushing and cleaning. But the vet checked her teeth and said actually she doesn't need it. Oh, well, that's great! Right that's for really a 13-year-old dog. Yeah, that is that's unusual. That You're was smart. unusual. I thought we were ready to to have her scrape off any excess. Doing a very good job on her. The teeth, vet apparently said oh, she <laughs> actually doesn't need it. Uh, her teeth are pretty good. Well, so it's always it's, it's
1: always good to brush the dog's teeth, but it, you know don't put yourself at risk. I mean, if you think right. your dog's going to bite you then, you know, right. it's not worth it. It's just not, you know, don't get bit trying to do it. Um, again, you could always give them something to, you know, clean their teeth. Now, they have those dentist sticks and stuff like that, but I, I don't I don't know how much that really, you know, hmm. I don't know really know how that works. We well, used to give her greenies every yeah, once in a while, I but I greenies, hear... Greenies, the dentist sticks, I don't think those things really yeah. do too much. I mean, I'm sure they take a little bit off... But a good old, you know, chewing on a bone will help scrape a lot of that right. stuff off. And if it's really that bad, you really should have the dentist just, right. you know, the dentist, the vet, do a, a dental cleaning on them.
0: I noticed with the Greenies, Cinnamon, she gobbles it in two minutes. That's yeah. That's not much of a brushing. No, <laughs> not just... much. It's...
1: <laughs> she likes the flavor. Yeah. She
0: gobbles it in two minutes. Like, Wait a minute. That doesn't that wasn't any yeah, brushing. I don't,
1: I don't think that that really uh, works too well.
0: Michael, I have another question from a, a listener regarding how to cut the nails for the dog. Um,
1: I, I have no experience with that one for cinnamon. So what, what is your advice for that? Well, it depends on the dog. I mean, the the bigger the dog, the thicker the nails. Okay. So when you have a really big dog, you know, and they have black nails, clipping the nails can be really, really difficult. Okay. Um, you have to remember that in every dog, there's a quick. And the quick is basically... It's almost like a vein that runs through the nail, and if you clip too short on the nail, it will bleed, and ah. that's when the dog, you know, it hurts. Right. Okay. Um, so in a, in in dogs with clear nails, you could see the quick, and you'll see it right. You know, you'll see it kind of it looks pink or like a line going through the middle of the nail. Okay. In black nails, it's very difficult it's hard to, to, see. to spot that. Yeah. So when we have small, small little dogs. We, uh, we, we use clippers and, uh, you know, they have to be a sharp pair of clippers, dog clippers, not human clippers. Okay. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take the, the tip of it and we'll catch the top of the nail and clip that off. Got it. When you have a dog that's very big or even medium sized dogs and it's harder to clip, what we like to do here at Doggy Be Good yeah. is we grind them. Oh, okay. Uh, we use a machine and, um, we grind them down. You can buy a machine in any of the pet shops or online. Um, they sell them and, uh. I think I think it's called a pedicure. Something like, Something like that. Like I've that. heard of that. Something like that. I think yeah.
0: even even Bed Bath and Beyond sells it. I yeah, ride. I believe yeah.
1: they do. And uh, you could grind the dog's nails down with that. It's much easier to grind the dog's nails than it is to clip them, if your dog allows you to do it. Of course, right. Okay. But uh, yeah, you can get the nails down shorter, and it's much it's safer to do so because you you know most of the time you'll 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 see the quick before you start to Great. cut it. You know it, it And if you do cut it, it's not gonna not gonna hurt your dog. Right. I mean, it it hurts, but it's not gonna you know it's not something that's gonna be detrimental. It kind of it's kind of like when you clip your um, your cuticle if you and you get that pain. Okay. But um, if you do do it and you do see the blood coming out of the nail, the uh, best thing to do is if you have matches, you can get the tip of the match. Okay. It's sulfur. Oh. And just push it against there. Okay. And uh, it'll stop the bleeding. Or they do sell they do sell stuff called. uh, uh, I think it's easy, quick, Okay. and uh, you just—it's like a little powder. And so the easy, quick is—it comes in a little can uh, that you can buy at any pet shop. It's like a powder, and you just take a little bit of that. You—you know—you put it onto the uh, the nail where it's bleeding, and it'll stop the bleeding in and, and, you know almost instantly. Um, the nails do bleed a lot when you clip when you. Clip the quick. I see, right. You say that fast. Clip the quick. And when you clip, clip the quick, <laughs> it does bleed a lot. Um, okay, so we gotta, but, you got know, to... So don't we, freak out in Yeah, don't freak out. It's nothing to be alarmed about. Your dog might burp And give a little yelp, you know, because, uh, you know, it hurts. But it it's not the... Yeah. But uh, like I said, it, for the thick of the nail, you should grind it. Okay. And, um, you know, for the little guys, you could definitely use a clipper and just take the tips of the nails off.
0: Right, right. We've been cheating with cinnamon because um, we haven't mm-hmm. really... Other than when we brought her here to do the grooming uh, at home, we haven't really clipped her yet because every time, every day we walk her, we have a cement sidewalk, oh, yeah, yeah. and C'mon she is one of those aggressive dogs that pulls. So she files her. nails. Oh, she files her
1: nails on the New York City sidewalk. Exactly. This is, this is like the dream dog. She got beautiful teeth and th- nice nails. You don't. Have to clip. Exactly,
0: and I don't even have to do her fur much because she's, she's a min pin. Her hair. So oh, short. we should all
1: be so lucky. Uh,
0: all right, Mike. Uh, another question I have, and this is one from another you. Listener of ours, regarding the anal glands for the dogs and what to do about that. This was apparently something they, they had discovered they had to take care of.
1: Okay. Well, anal glands, when it comes to anal glands on a dog, you, you'll know your dog needs his anal glands squeezed when um, a lot of dogs will start dragging their butts on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, or you'll start getting like a an odor, like a foul odor. I mean, it's a very distinctive smell. Okay. You can't really miss it. Okay. Um, <laughs> And that's, that's probably the anal gra- glands. What happens is when a dog goes to the bathroom, number two, mm-hmm. um, there's these two glands on either side of the dog's rectum. Okay. And when the dog goes, those glands, you know, get squeezed, and you, you may see when your dog goes to the bathroom, kind of like a white fluid drips out. Mm-hmm. Um, however, some dogs don't, ex- you know, they don't, they don't extract that, enough of that fluid out oh. to, you know, really... And it gets uncomfortable because the glands will fill up. Oh. Um, So what you can do is if you want to try and, you know, extract it yourself, um, it's, uh, first of all, wear gloves. (laughs) Okay. okay? Because you don't want to get it on you. Okay. It stinks. Okay. Um, Wear gloves. And what you basically are going to do is you're going to use a little lubricant and you're going to take your pointer finger. Yeah. And you're going to place the tip of your pointer finger into the, the rectum of the dog. Not, don't shove your finger in your dog's butt. Okay, (laughs) Okay, it's just the very tip of your finger, and you'll feel around with your thumb on each side of the dog's rectum. Okay. And you'll feel, it feels like a, kind of like a sack. Okay. Okay, and when you feel that sack, if it's full, gently, and I I stress gently, gently pressure on that sack, and you should feel the fluid start to drain out. It'll definitely come out, it'll spray out on your hand, or it'll spray out into the tub, or wherever it is you're doing it. it. Um, it'll come out okay. uh, most people are very uncomfortable doing this so ninety nine percent of groomers know how to do it I and see. your vet obviously knows how to do it as oh, well okay but uh, if you smell that smell it's a fishy nasty gross stink mm. if you smell it and you keep smelling it it usually means that your dog needs to have the glands extracted a lot of times if your dog has a soft stool okay the glands will not you know empty out enough when the dog goes to the bathroom okay. so you could also try and harden up your dog's stool with a little dry food or a little you know a, a little bread too can help and okay. it'll make the okay. stool a little more solid and that'll push put more pressure on the gra- glands when your dog goes to the bathroom but some dogs are just prone to having you know full glands and it just doesn't come out okay. um so again the rubbing the butt on the cement or on the grass or on the rug and the, uh, you know, <laughs> that foul odor is definitely a telltale sign. Okay. And these are just a way you can extract the glands by yourself if you want. Or, again, take the dog to the vet. The Whatever you horse. do, yeah. don't shove your finger too deep in your dog's behind. You don't want to <laughs> hurt your dog. And don't squeeze very hard. Yeah. If you put a little pressure and it doesn't extract, you probably don't have an issue. Or you might not be squeezing the right thing. Okay. So it's better to have your vet or you can ask your groomer to show you how to do it. Got it. This way you can do it on your own, but don't do it on the rug. Do it in the sink, or in the tub. Don't do it anywhere where you're going to... You have to, you know... You Clean want to up those, the yeah, mess yeah, afterwards. don't want that mess anywhere.
0: Valuable information, like this. I know nothing about this.
1: <laughs> Which means that cinnamon has no anal gland problems. <laughs> Correct. This dog's a miracle dog.
0: <laughs> Michael, I have another question from yet another listener. And... Saying that their dog freaks out when they're around cats. Apparently, the dog gets nervous, gets frightful around cats of all things. Do you have any advice about that, according to our listener?
1: Well, I mean, it's a natural reaction for dogs to freak out around cats. I mean, most dogs most dogs do. Yeah. Um, Depending on what your dog is actually doing, is it an aggressive problem, or is it the dog is excited? Sounds like fearful fearful this person is saying. yeah well so when, when you have some, when, most of the time when we have dogs that are fearful fearful of anything yeah um, we handle it the wrong way uh, a lot of times what we as humans what we normally like to do is we like to try and comfort each other when we're afraid so mm-hmm. if you're afraid of something I'm gonna say oh Dennis don't worry it's okay it's all right don't worry about yeah but with dogs when you do that when a dog is acting fearful or you know acting uh, in any way that they, sh- they they're showing any kind of you know dismay the situation what we want to do is we want to correct that okay. we don't want to say it's okay rover don't be afraid it's okay because basically you're telling your dog it's okay to be afraid you're reinforcing that you're behavior. reinforcing uh, that I behavior so what you want to do is you want to actually take their leash or whatever and give them a little snap at leash. say no mm-hmm. no you know correct them oh, okay. this way they know that the behavior they're displaying right now is unacceptable right. by the alpha then they're going to say to themselves, you know what? I'm not allowed to be afraid of this, so I just won't be. Good point. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's taking the human aspect out of it. We don't, we don't normally reprimand one another when afraid of something. That's <laughs> true. You know, But when it comes to dogs, it's a whole different thing. So if your dog is acting, you know, in a certain way in front of a cat and you don't like it, correct the behavior. Snap his leash. Tell him no in a very stern voice. Put him in command. No, sit. And get him under control or her under control and make them understand that the behavior that they're displaying, whether it's fear or whatever else, is the unacceptable behavior. Okay. It's the way behavior you are not going to appreciate as an alpha. Okay. And by doing that, your dog will start to, you know, correct his behavior accordingly. Wow, I didn't know that. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't chase the cat then. No. no that doesn't solve the problem. Definitely don't chase the cat, but probably, Cinnamon's probably awesome with cats. She is. <laughs> yes. She
0: is, actually. She <laughs> snaps alert. And actually, she's grown up at a kennel. We brought her in a couple of times where they do also have cats there, too. And she gets along with them after a while. Really? Yeah. So she, she initially snaps into attention, but then she eventually starts to play with them.
1: So oh, I, like I found that unusual, but ships, Well, you know, it's, I mean, yeah. they're not like natural enemies. It's right. just, you know, dogs that are not used to have being around cats or dogs that are not used to being around other dogs for that matter, you right. know, sometimes display a behavior. Um, the behavior could be just over-excitement, right. you know, but, you know, to a cat, you know, seeing a dog jumping up and down, barking, going right. nuts, you know, that cat's going to get very defensive or, you know, become very afraid. I think what Cinnamon realizes is it's not a squirrel. Because squirrels
0: will run away when they notice the dog. But this cat just
1: yeah looking yeah, at me. T- t- yeah, <laughs> cats today are right. much different than they used to be. Right. I, when I was a kid, I always thought cats would turn in front of dogs. Right. Now dogs... Uh, you looking at me? Yeah, cats, they got an attitude, man. And so that's,
0: that's why Cinnamon realized, oh, I can't really intimidate this. Cats, are, <laughs> they're roughnecks. That's right. <laughs> Michael, I have another question from yet another listener about what does barking mean from their dog uh, this person has explained to us that when someone is dancing nearby the dog starts barking and also when someone is skating either with a skateboard or with roller skates the dog starts barking again and trying to understand what the dog was trying to say I don't know how to interpret this but that's what they were asking so do you have any comments regarding that
1: well that's kind of a its a very vague question <laughs> right, right. Mean, you know it can it can mean a ton of different things. I mean, the dog could be showing a defense, you know, a defensive stature, but it could also be that the dog is, you know, it could be the noise that's triggering the dog. I mean, unless we actually know if the dog is, you know, displaying an aggressive behavior or just, you know, an excited behavior, it's really hard to say what that barking could mean. Um, I can give you an example. I do know my cinnamon. When someone is
0: Going by with a bike, or riding by her with a bike, or someone is with a skateboard, she immediately starts barking at them very aggressively. Like she's like chasing, lunging at them.
1: And I figure if she doesn't like it. Well, know. she could also be just showing a protective behavior. Okay. Because, you know, they're coming by quick and, you know, she's walking with you and right. she might be showing a protective behavior. Okay. Um again, if you know, th- to correct a behavior like that, you wanna you wanna Use your leash and, you know, use, use your leash and yeah. snap your leash, tell your dog no, okay. and get them under control and, you know, or, you know, avoid the situation by, if you see a bike coming, right, make an abrupt turn and, and change direction. Right. Um, I do that with the skateboards
0: now. When I see some skateboard coming at us, I just try to divert her away so this way it takes her attention away.
1: I mean, believe it or not, with skateboards, a lot of times it's the noise they make. I think probably that, is. You know, That's why she hears it from a distance and she starts noticing and starts barking at it. You know, we had one case where we had a, uh, a family who, they were outside doing their gardening and then someone was riding a skateboard, actually rollerblades, okay. and came flying past the house and the dog ran down the driveway, actually bit the guy's leg and ran back up the driveway. And, uh, you know, that <laughs> that was more of a defensive behavior. All right. Wow. Um, bit the, the poor guy. <laughs> the dog was basically, saw this guy coming towards the property and, okay. you know, unfortunately dogs don't know property line. Right. So, you know, we, you know, the dog just showed a defensive behavior by trying to let the guy know, hey, stay away from my property. And, you know, there could be a million different reasons. Um, you know, we have one dog. We have a client who lives on a golf course. Okay. And um, this dog is fine except when a golf cart passes by. Oh. He freaks out for golf carts. Okay. Why? I, I, I can't tell you. Okay. Uh, you know, anything else. It could be a bus, a truck, garbage truck. Anything goes by, this, this dog is fine. Right. Except for a golf cart. That's interesting. So, you know, unless we see the behavior, we don't really know, you know, what the dog could mean by his barking. It could mean a million different things. If the if the person listening, if the person sent the question is listening, send us a little more about, you know, the behavior and the, the posturing of a dog so we can really... Uh, you know, we could really answer your question thoroughly. Yeah. Okay? Mm. All right, Michael, let's get into
0: our topic at hand today. Now, this is a topic that we have been thinking about uh, for a while, and that is the different types of breeds of dogs, the newer breeds, and some breeds to be aware of, or maybe breeds we shouldn't be going for. And I think you sort of mentioned that when we first met uh, as a big topic. So let me have
1: you have the floor, and grab the floor just for this topic from now. Well, you know, it's been, we we've, we do get a lot of questions regarding breeds and unfortunately um, people adopt dogs more by the way the dog looks and without really doing your homework. Um, you know, there are certain breeds and, and I don't want to say that there are breeds that are better than other breeds and breeds that are not better than other breeds because I, I mean... They're all fantastic breeds, all breeds of dogs, including mixed breeds. You know, they're great dogs. Mm -hmm. However, new dog owners should really do a little more research on what type of dog you're going to adopt before you adopt. Because every breed has a certain personality trait that goes along with that breed. Mm. And some breeds are better for newer dog owners than others. Okay. Um... I mean we have a list here of of dog breeds that new dog owners should probably try to avoid. Now there's a whole bunch of them on here. I'm not gonna Do you have an example? Yeah, that? I'm not gonna yeah. go through all of them, but I'll tell you about a few of them the more you know, the more popular ones that sure. we have. Okay. Um such as Chow Chows, Akitas um, these are some of the chows are very hairy, dogs. Alaskan Malamute. Okay, um, believe it or not, Dalma, uh, Dalmatians, really, um, Rottweilers. Okay, uh, these dogs uh, don't get me wrong, they, I mean, I myself have three right. Rottweilers, they're great, fantastic dogs. However, they're dogs that you need to work with. Okay, um, you know, they're bully breed dogs, and some of them are very stubborn breeds. Okay, uh, Chow Chows, you have to, you know, you have to realize that Chow Chow is. Is the type of dog that's really not very friendly with everybody around them. They like their family, and most of the time they like their family only. Oh. They're not a very social type dog. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to find a chow-chow that's social. Right. But as a whole, um, the breed is... Usually, not the most outgoing breed. They okay. like their family. They like the people they know, okay. but they're not the type of dog that really likes you know a whole bunch of people coming over the house. Okay, Rottweilers. I, can, you know, I'm an expert with Rottweilers. Right, Rottweilers are fantastic family dogs. They are absolutely the most loving, most gentle dog. I mean, I have three, yeah. and I have two little babies, and my kids climb all over them. Okay, but it's the way you bring them up. Right. Um, a lot of people like to. You know, we get these type of dogs because they think they're going to be security dogs. They're going to protect my home. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of phone calls. Hey, can you train my dog for security purposes? And, you know, we won't do it. We just don't do that.
0: Michael, why not? Why not train the Rottweilers for security purposes?
1: It seems they were designed for that. (laughs) Well, I mean, listen. Rottweilers, pit bulls, Dobermans, Shepherds, you know, all these dogs are very powerful and can be very aggressive dogs but they're natural they're natural protectors okay and if you have a rottweiler or you have any of these other dogs They're bully breed dogs. They need somebody to be the boss. They need somebody to be in charge. I see. And if you don't take control and you don't show this dog dominance in the proper way, they're going to try and take control and Uh you're going to have a problem. Now, to teach this type of dog aggression, to teach this type of dog to be protective, to attack or whatever, whatnot, you're only creating yourself a bigger problem. Teach them. If you teach them to be loving and you teach them to be just babies, just gentle, gentle giants then that's how they're gonna be. However, if someone that's not supposed to come to the house comes to the house, the natural aggression of this dog is to protect. Rottweilers will lay down their life for their family in a heartbeat. Okay. Their natural instinct is to protect and, and they'll do that. You don't need to teach them to do that. They do it on their own. Um, so when you teach them to be aggressive, you're actually teaching them to be more aggressive than they need to. And if you teach them to be attack dogs, they start to not know who they're protecting against. And so everybody starts to become the enemy. You know, in, a, in a domestic situation where they're living with a family and they're living in a population where there's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, you don't want to teach these dogs to be that way. You want them to be sweet and let their natural instinct, their natural protection instinct okay, you know, do the job of protecting your family and your home.
0: So you seem to be implying that means if you were to teach these dogs a the very aggressive behavior, they become a liability is what you seem to be saying.
1: Well, according to insurance companies, they're a liability anyway. That's uh, why, you know, some okay. of these breeds are banned. Okay. However, it, that's ridiculous because yeah. I mean, I, I have dozens and dozens of pit bulls and dozens and dozens of Rottweilers that I've worked with, trained, and they are just the sweetest, sweetest animals. Yeah. It's the people that adopt dogs that aren't sure how to handle the dog that a problem starts to arise. Uh, so there's just different breeds. Before you adopt any dog, and I'm not saying that even if you're a new dog owner that a Rottweiler is not the dog for you, but read up on it. Okay. Learn how to handle the dog Learn what needs to be done to take care of that dog, and you'll have a wonderful dog.
0: It seems like you're implying that look at it as an investment, though. You're going to hold on to this for a long
1: time. You are. You're going to, okay. you know. Hopefully, you're going to, but you get your dog, and your dog's going to spend the next ten plus years with you. Just make sure that when you're, especially new dog owners, make sure that you understand the breed yeah. and what it takes to take care of this breed. You know, you have dogs like like Shih Tzus and. Yeah. You know, And these dogs need a lot of, like, grooming. And and Mm. they need to be, you know, maintained. And if you don't, they start to get matted. They start to get knotted. You know, it's an on-taking, you know. It's definitely something that you need to know what you're doing. We had, um, for instance, we had a a client who, it wasn't even a client, but we had a a lady call us up. And she had adopted a St. Bernard.
0: Big dog.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Now, we all know it's a big dog. Yeah. She calls me up and she wants to surrender this dog. She's dumping the dog because she can't keep it in her house. The dog is eight months old. I said, what's the problem? He's just way too big for my house. Oh, wow. Now, really? Yeah. I mean, that's just just stupid. Right. You know a St. Bernard is a large, extremely large dog. Right, right. So, where did you get off adopting, or buying rather, a St. Bernard... And now you're going to dump the dog because he's too big. To, to me, that's just irresponsibility. And right, right. you know, just irresponsible. So it's fine to adopt the St. Bernard, but understand what the dog is about, especially a new dog owner. Some okay. dogs need more dominance. Some dogs are very, very, very... Like the Airedale. The Airedale's a beautiful dog, but okay. you want to talk about a stubborn dog, Oh. very stubborn dog. You know, And you need to know this going into it. Okay. Don't just adopt the dog and then... You know nine ten months later you realize hey this is not the dog that's going to work for me and i'm going to dump this dog now right. because believe it or not dogs do go through anxiety when they lose their families they do go through separation anxieties they do go through stress you know and you don't want to do that you want to you want to have a harmonious relationship with a dog um, you can always call a trainer trainers right. are always willing to come in and do, do training with your dog you can always ask questions Feel free to call Doggy Be Good at any time from anywhere you are. Yeah. And we'll be more than happy to answer a question for you, help you figure out what dog to get, what breed to get, and where to get it. And, you know, we do push rescue more than we do, you know, anything else. Because there's a lot of dogs, any breed, any pure breed you want, there's a rescue out there and a dog looking for a home.
0: Okay. I mean, even someone as sweet as our cinnamon, who's a Min Pin, a Mini pincher. I was warned when we first got her that, oh, those dogs are noisy and snappy and you can't shut them up. And so we were a little worried when we heard that, but it turns out that really it's the owner that really lays out the path for how the dog's going to behave. And That's absolutely she's been true. She's been, oh, you, you we brought her here and you know she's a sweetheart. She really is a sweetheart. So despite all the rumors we've heard, she turns out not to be such a terror.
1: So... Um, you know, Dennis, one last thing I wanted to mention. One of the most popular dogs yeah. that we find is the Bulldog. Okay. Okay. The English Bulldog with their little crunchy faces yeah. and their stocky little bodies. Um, you just have to remember, especially, you know, that that's one of the most popular breeds right now mm-hmm. is the Bulldog. Um, but, again, read about what you're getting into. Bulldogs are prone to health issues. Um, you know, a lot of them have a lot of breathing problems. They're very... Stubborn dogs, okay. not easily trained. Okay, um, great dogs. Yeah, and it can be the best pet you've ever had, but you need to know what you're getting into. Right. Understand the breed before you go out and get it, yeah. and make sure you know what you're doing. And that's that's you know, that's the whole point of it. That's just the, you know the long and short of it.
0: Yeah, sounds like bottom line. Do your homework. That's it. Bo- do your homework before you commit. Invest in, in a lifelong companion here. And that's, that's, that's exactly it. Well, on that note, I guess we can call this show at an end. We got actually quite a lot of feedback this time. We encourage you all to please continue to send in questions and feedback because our show is going to be driven by a lot of what the community and the audience wants to ask and what Absolutely. they want to hear.
1: We want to hear your questions, and we definitely want to get back to your questions. Um, you could always reach out to us. Uh, Doggy Be Good, uh, the... the the website is Good. D-O-G-G-Y-B-E-G-O-O-D net. You can always get to us and send questions there or you can reach us. You can also reach us at the place where our podcasts are stored
0: over at cattycanine.com. The name once again is C-A-T-T-Y-C-A-N-I-N-E dot com. And there are comments fields that people can leave behind. And now that our show is officially on iTunes, you can also leave comments and reviews and whether you like us or don't like us uh, over at iTunes as well. So You please. better like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. See you soon, guys. Bye now.